Hi, and welcome to another edition of Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business. Well, well, well. Sometimes you go through life and you, you meet these amazing people and you go, you know what? If I could just spend a little bit more time with you to find out more and, and share your, your, your magical pearls of wisdom and your knowledge, I'd love to, I'd love to interview you and, and, and share that information out to the world. So you know what? Today, we're very lucky to do that. Angela Hayes is she is a legend. She is a guru. Angela has spent her whole adult life dedicated to understanding the why behind human behavior to then add, to be able to help people improve their life and relationships by better understanding themselves. For the, for, for the, the past many years, Angela has really dug deep and, and, and just got into that human behavior element to really understand why we do the things that we do, how we do it, and, and, and just to now then share those messages out there to the world from her different programs to her different uh, things that she's got going on. She just mentioned previously that she's got this cool little group going that, uh, that she, I'm sure she's going to share more with us uh, shortly, but let's, let's, let's bring her on, shall we? So welcome to the call, Angela. It is so good to have you and thank you for your time. Thank you for having me, James. It's really wonderful to be here. Excellent. So Angela, yeah, we, we spoke a little while ago. I want to hear more about the, the journey. How did you get to, to where you are? What's been the journey so far for you? It's been a long and winding road. So normally people just think that, um, you know, moving forward is a straightforward line. Mine has been anything but straight. I grew up, as you may have gathered, in Germany. And um, I was very interested in people, not just, not just from my adult life, but really my whole life. I just didn't know how to formulate it at the time. I grew up in a family that was fairly dysfunctional. But then again, what's the definition of a dysfunctional family? Any family with more than one, one member, right? <laughs> so, so I wanted to study psychology, but I ended up studying something completely different. I ended up studying history and Chinese. Because I thought instead of finding out what makes people sick, I wanted to find out what actually creates happiness for them. And culture is a really good way to find that out. Mm. And when two cultures come together and the clash and, you know, where they get along and where they start harmonizing and all of that teaches you a lot about people. So I studied in Europe. I studied in Asia. I studied in the U.S., um, I ended up in, this is, again, this is the long and winding road. And just in finding out how people worked, I ended up working in New York Chinatown for a history project as the only Caucasian and a whole bunch of people um, that were dealing with a lot of racism at the time. So I learned a lot about people. Then I pretended to be a native English speaker and taught English in Taiwan. And then one of my students hired me and I became an import manager for furnishing textiles. And let me tell you, I learned more about people at that time than I would have ever learned in psychology. <laughs> I ended up detouring via Europe back to Hong Kong and ran a business there for a few years um, and worked all over Southeast Asia selling furnishing fabrics. That was fun. That was my other indulgence and my other love for interior design. And then I went back to Germany and became a TV producer for a sex program. And if I had thought I had learned a lot about people then, before, I tell you, finding out about people's sexuality, oh my God. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then I went on holidays to Australia and somebody offered me a job to run a seminar network. And so that's what I did as I ended up staying. And so I always joke, Australia is the longest holiday of my life for 22 years and still going. It's, I just love being here. And um, when I, then I, I got married and um, my husband at the, my ex-husband now said that I really needed to be in front of people. And I went, I don't, I'd rather be behind the camera and behind. And I said, no, 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 
we'll get you in front of the, we'll get you in front. And so that's what I did. I learned all those things to be in front of people and started working with people and um, developed my own tools and my own, you know, my own way of looking at things while standing on the shoulders of giants, obviously, um, studying all sorts of modalities. I'm one of those people who constantly learn. I mean, I've, I've, I've added it up. I think in the last five weeks, I've been to six, seven. <laughs> wow. Wow. Love it. So I just, um, I've been doing this now for over 20 years. I've been working with people after I felt that I'd worked enough on myself. I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to be one of those people who went, okay, let me support you. And while I do that, let me, let me go all the time. Oh yeah, I know that. And I think I've got the same issue. So I worked on myself for a long time before I went, okay, I feel somewhat functional now to be able to work with people, especially in leadership roles where people have lots of responsibility. Totally. So yeah. So that's, that's in a nutshell. Wow. That's fantastic. It's amazing how just hearing, I mean, that, that snapshot, taking those bits, even from, you know, the importing, exporting business and, and the, the design business and the, the sex producing business that you're taking snippets on, on about human behavior. You're taking snippets on how do we connect more, understand each other more. It's, and that's, I guess, learning from life's lessons. Um, and as you said, which really makes my heart sing when you said, you know what, you cleaned up your own stuff before we, you know, you get out and, and help others, which I think is important, particularly in, in the space that we both sort of work with. It's, <clears throat> you've got to look at that person in the mirror sometimes and go, yeah, we're going to work on some stuff there or you know what? Thank you. I've let that go, whatever it is today. So where, what are you up to today? What are some of the things that you're working on or have been working on recently? Um, at the moment I'm working on um, bringing my pub, my program out into the public. I've been working in a corporate context. Um, I developed a program that was, that's the essence of 20 years of working with people. I call it the emotional productivity program. And it comes out of a leadership program that I've, that I've worked with and it's shrunk and it's become more and more compact and it's expanded again. And now it's become a transformational program. And it's all about teaching people how to manage emotions and boundaries and needs in such a way that you can show up for other people, but you also have a life where you can, you know, so I'm, I'm teaching people how to appreciate anger which wow. is something where people go, what do you mean appreciate anger? Totally. Yeah, great emotion. Totally. You just have to know what to do with it. Yeah. So I'm really on a, on a mission. I want people to understand that you don't have to push anger down, that the consequences of doing that are really, really bad um, for people around us and for ourselves. Mm. And um, exploding is not the other option that's acceptable, but that there is a whole raft of choices in between. Yeah. And so I'm putting that into a book. And um, that's taking a little bit longer than I thought it would. It's expanded into a trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) But I hope it's going to be one of those people, books that people will read because it will have pictures in it. I've developed a whole language, a pictorial language around emotions and functional functionality and dysfunctionality. Fantastic. So it's not going to be one of those EI books that you read and after 60 pages, you go, Oh my God. (laughs) So let's, let's have a, let's have a chat about challenges. Let's have a chat about, um, you know, people come to you with, with certain things that they want to work on um, challenges that may be facing. What are those challenges? Why do people come to you and go, you know what, Angela, this is where I'm at. I need help. Help me. What are some of those things? Well, first and foremost, they come, um, I get a lot of clients because they're about to be promoted into another role where they all of a sudden have to manage people or they have to match clients in a different way. And they've got the expertise, but they don't necessarily have the people skills Mm. and they don't know how to manage frustrations and conflict, especially. 
and they don't have the ability to show up congruently and have that create that that um, you know that 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 layer of predictability that we need to have as 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 leaders that says I'm here and you can count on me to behave a certain way and I'm here for you as a person and not just as somebody who manages you like a task. So I work with people ideally before they get managed, uh, before they get promoted. But I also work with people who, who work in roles where they um, they found out that they not don't quite have the people skills yet to be able to handle that, and they get really stressed out, and they have all sorts of negative that has negative consequences on the people around them. Sure, gotcha. Fantastic, fantastic. Now let's go a little bit personal for a moment. We've all, you know, we've all got our own scars. We've all got our own challenges that we've faced. What are some of the challenges that you've, you personally have worked through that you've come out the other side and you go, you know what, that was a huge challenge, but there's some, an amazing lesson and awareness around that. What's, what, mm. what's been like that for you? Oof. Um, See, I've done, I, I think I've done so much work on myself. A lot of the challenges have actually become learning opportunities. I look back at them and gone, gosh, I learned so much from that. And so what was probably drama at the time, I now look back to and go really fondly, oh, wasn't that wonderful how much I learned from that? Thank you, universe, for giving that to me. <laughs> but I think the one, the biggest challenge I had initially is probably self-care. Mm -hmm. Um I, you know, it's like I come from a cultural background where duty and doing what you need to do and being there for other people was really foremost and, and, and most important. And so I learned to put my needs aside. And I had, I learned the really, really hard way that that was not a good thing. People's approval and, and fulfilling people's expectations is not a good way of living your life. So I got chronic fatigue. Um, I had to be carried to the bathroom. Wow. I, I had a complete burnout. And I used a lot of the tools that I now teach to reset myself, look at my belief systems, co totally cleaned up my body, um, meditation, all sorts of things. And I recovered completely within four months. Wow. And a lot of the things that I learned, and this was obviously something the doctors did not expect. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got a lot of, well, that's not possible. We must have misdiagnosed you. And I'm like, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. The most important thing is, is that I'm back on my feet. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. and all the, the dire consequences that they had predicted that I would never be able to work full time again, never eventuated. Wow. Wow. In fact, I think I became even more productive. I mean, like really knowing my boundaries more. I mean, I still push them according to the people around me and I know, but I have absolute self-care, extreme self-care. I think that's so important to, to really share with the listeners because, you know, particularly in society today, you know, it's always oh, give, 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 but you know, there's so much you can give and, and looking at that person in the mirror and giving to that person into the, into the mirror first and, and foremost, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's such a, a valuable lesson. And, 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 you know, you're a testament to that yourself for four months moving through that whole chronic fatigue and, and, and working through that. It's just, it's phenomenal just of what, what can be done when you've got the right tools and, and the right su support around you. So, so well done. Well done. So as a leader, I always say, put the oxygen mask on yourself first. You're no, that's why they do it. Yeah. Around you when you're unconscious. Yep. Yep. So true. So true. What about, what about Angela on the flip side? What are some of the, the achievements that you, you are proud of in your own career and your own journey, your own business that, that, you know, you can beat your chest to and you go, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud that we've, we've done this and we've achieved that well talking to a reformed perfectionist um 
I gave that up a few years ago. Quite well a few done. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had a migraine since. <laughs> um, probably building the business in Hong Kong. Because yep. I took that job not knowing what I was going to get paid. I had no idea what, was going to, what I was going to expect. And I walked into a business that was in complete disarray, had no program, no vision, no strategy, and put that all together with people who didn't know me, who were very, very critical of me initially, and create a team of people that stayed with me until I sold the business. I eventually bought the business, and then when I sold it, they, they, they were all still there, the same people I had started out with. Wow. And that was, that was wonderful. And I'm still in touch with some of them. Wow. And, you know, that, that just goes to show your true leadership, your own true leadership style. And I just want to elaborate there in relations to team because I think it's so important to, to share your expertise of what you've done personally but also what, you've, what you teach others to do. When we talk about teams and we talk about high-performance teams and we talk about what makes up a, a championship teams, mm. what is it for you? What, what's some of those characteristics that you can share with the listeners? Most important, trust. Mm. You have to trust each other and accept that you're different. If we, if we're, what we often do is, is we sit there and say, we all have to be the same. But a high-functioning team and a high-performing team actually leverages the differences. There's somebody who has those strengths and somebody has, is more creative and there's somebody who is more strategic. And what we do is, is we expect everybody to have the same qualities. And I just say, well, just give the creativity to the creative person. Don't come in as the yes butter. You know, there's somebody who always says, oh, we've tried that before. Let the person creative and come up, be creative and come up with a strategy later. Let them be for now. And, and also have, again, have agreements around how you express emotions. We don't do that. We have inductions, but we don't say, when I get really frustrated, that's how I react. And this is the agreement we have with each other. This is how we deal with conflict. How do we do that? And that's really important. I always say to people, you have to have guidelines around how you deal with these kind of things because you can have system files coming out of your ears. But if you don't know how to manage frustration and disappointment. It's a whole different ball game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, then, so then talking about that then, talking about moving then on to managing and leading that. What, what... Hang on, my chair just went down. Oh, <laughs> oh, good. Got you back. Okay. Um, moving on then in relation to then managing that and, and having those leaders to, to lead and inspire and to, to manage those teams, what, what do you believe makes up a, a, a good leader? What, what is leadership to you and what makes up a, a good leader? Somebody who inspires people. Somebody who has a clear vision. They know where they're going. Mm. They they have the ability to actually engage people in that. But then they also have the ability to let go and let people come and bring their own flavor in. They don't micromanage. They go in and saying, this is, this is where we're going, but how you're going to go there, that's up to you. So you can meander a little bit, but we've identified the boundaries yep. and we stick to that together. And there's a predictability to them with regards to how they, re how they deal with people. So they don't blow up. They don't hold back. They don't do these kind of things. They walk their talk. So they don't just expect people to behave a certain way. They also behave like that. So it's not say as I do, but, you know, or, no, it's not do as I say, it's do as I do. Yeah. And yeah. that's really important. 
So true. So true. Now you've, you've had some, some great mentors in the past and, you know, as you've, you've mentioned, you, you've gone to numerous courses and programs and, and that yourself and, and you're, a, you're, you're a student of the, the, the world university. Um, who are some of the mentors that have really inspired you that you have really taken, you know, some really gold gems from who are them and, and what, what are the things that you've taken away from them? Well, one of my earliest mentors was um, a, a, um, a business associate in, in Taiwan when I lived in Taiwan. Um, he was this, it was this, oh, yeah, I think he was about in his late 70s at the time, Austrian gentleman who had grown up in China, who spoke Chinese as fluent as we speak English now. Wow. And, and um, he, he grew up in, he was there in World War II and dealt with the Japanese and occupation and all of that. And he was built, he, he built businesses all over Asia. And so when I started working in Taiwan, I had absolutely no idea of business. I had come fresh out of being a researcher in university. So when they started talking about FOB, you know, free on board and all of that stuff, I was sitting there going, what are you talking about? <laughs> so he mentored me, but he didn't just mentor me in business. He also mentored me in be true to yourself. And yes, don't, you don't have to march the, into everybody else's drum. He had lived such a unique life and his, he and his wife, who was a doctor, and you know, at a time where women were no doctors and white women were you know, not visiting the tribes in Taiwan on a motorcycle. Um, so they, they taught me that you have to live your life according to what works for you. And not what people expect around you. So it may not be what people agree with, but if it works for you, keep doing it. And if it doesn't work, find out why it doesn't work and then change it. And they were just, I mean, we did them, you know, it's like, this is at a time where there were hardly any Western foods in, in, in Taiwan. And we would sit, I don't know, that sounds crazy. I was this, this poor student that we would sit and drink champagne and eat caviar because they had just smuggled some into the country. <laughs> <laughs> There was always this rather vive, this, this, you know, like, let's just live life to the full. Mm. And I really learned a lot from that. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. So, so Angela, what's coming up for you? What's, uh, you got some exciting stuff that uh, in the, in, in, in the short future, what, what, what's coming up for you? you want to share some of the things that, are, that you want to highlight? Well, I'm running the emotional productivity program, um, the workshops in June and July in Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane. And I really look forward to that. So there's a two-day workshop followed with a whole package around it with webinars and, and support and all sorts of things. So people really learn over time how to be emotionally productive. Um, they can have coaching. There's all sorts of support available. Um, and one, if somebody wants to just try it out first and see what it's all about, I've got an, um, a Facebook challenge coming up in May where people get to play with the different elements of emotional productivity, gentle introduction, it's about having fun. Like I'm running one at the moment and today was, was, was about having fun in an area where people went, what? You can't have fun with that. And then they came back and went, actually you can. <laughs> so, so that's coming up in, on the 17th of May as well. And so all you need to do is just go to my Facebook page and then find out about the emotional productivity awareness challenge. Fantastic. And so what's the, uh, is, is it just Angela Hayes at Facebook? What's the uh, handle? Angela Heiser and um, it's H E I S E. Beautiful. So there we go. Go and check that out on Facebook and uh, go and join the group. It certainly sounds like an exciting and, uh, and fantastic way to, to really learn more about yourself and, and how to become a better version of you really, isn't it? 
it's it's the 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 I call that the constant involvement. You go from version two point one to version two point two, and you know you keep. Going. And onwards, fantastic. So, how else can the audience uh, find out a little bit more about what you're doing and, and what else you've got on? Um, if they go to my website, to my contact page, people can just book in for a 15-minute chat with me. And if it takes longer than 15 minutes, it takes longer than 15 minutes. I'm happy. I'm always willing to talk to people and find out how I can support them. There's a link on the page where they can just go into my calendar and make a booking. Fantastic. So that's Angela Hayes, A-N-G-L-A-H-E-I-S-E.com. There's an E in the, it's A-N-G-E-L-A. Oh, there you go. A-N-G-E-L-A-H-E-I-S-E.com. Fantastic. Wonderful. Angela, really appreciate your time, energy, expertise, and just your pearls of wisdom. I love it. Really appreciate you being on the call today. Thank you, James. It's been a pleasure to be here. Wonderful. So there we go. Another edition of Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business. Thank you for your time, guys. I'm looking forward to speaking to you soon.